0: Hello there, my name is Sarah Sabwe, Sabwe, Sioux Kenya, but my friends call me SAS, that is S-A-S-S, SAS. Bringing you the Ministry of Consolation, comfort, encouragement, and care. This is the day that the Lord has met. We choose to rejoice and be glad in it. Yes, it is a new day. I'm grateful for a new day. And I'm grateful, thankful, and blessed. I'm grateful for life. I'm grateful that I woke up. I'm grateful that I can breathe freely. I'm grateful that I can talk. I'm grateful that I can walk. I'm grateful that I can see. I'm grateful that I dressed myself. I'm grateful for my family, my husband, Ken, my two beautiful children, Holy and Hosanna. Are you feeling down today? Take a moment and concentrate on the good that you have left in your life. You are listening to me so you can hear and you have a means to listen. Now, isn't that something? I believe if you're listening to me in this COVID era, you are not on a ventilator struggling for the next breath. Today, I am going to share about the things I have learned along the way and things that I'm still learning. I have learned to voice my appreciation to the people in my life because tomorrow is not promised. I am learning to love unconditionally, starting with those in my household and in my sphere of influence. I have learned that every stage of our lives has its own pressure, pain and challenges. It is life. Nobody is exempt from pain and pressure, Christian or non-Christian. But how we deal with this will determine how we endure through the process. So the question isn't if you will have pressures and pain, it is when these will come. The great thing is God promises to be with us throughout. In 1997, seven months after Ken and I were married, he left for London for ministry and also to buy equipment for a recording studio that we were going to set up in our home. Two months after Ken had left, I lost my job because the company I was working with was relocating. I had a bit of savings to buy food and other necessities. We had built our own house, so I didn't have to worry about rent and bills. You see, when we first entered our house from our honeymoon, it wasn't yet complete there was no electricity no indoor plumbing but we were, it was okay we were happy because this was ours and no landlord pressures to deal with plus it was mortgage free a month after i had lost my job I found out I was pregnant. I was ecstatic. I couldn't wait to tell Ken and my mother. I forgot all about the lost job and concentrated on the joy for the life that was growing up inside of me. It was my first time to ever carry a child in my womb. So I was very aware of every change going on in my body, good and bad, but I embraced it all, the full package of the morning sickness and the very changes in the taste of food. Except for big company executives and very rich people in Uganda, there were very few people at the time who had mobile phones. Clearly, I did not have one and we had no landline either. So I used to go to the next door neighbor's house to wait for Ken's phone call around midday, our time. And this time I was there an hour before ken screamed so loud when i told him about the news of our pregnancy i thought he had actually damaged my eardrum later on i learned that there was a relative living for london in a week's time so i started recording messages daily on tapes to send to ken he would be home in a month's time later that day I went to see my mother to tell her about the good news, but she saw me from a distance and she asked me, are you pregnant? I'm telling you the all seeing eye of our old mothers is amazing. The day after I left my parents' house to tell my mother about the good news of my pregnancy, The morning sickness kicked in with a vengeance. I was so ill, I couldn't get out of bed for weeks. My mother would come at my house and help me around with the cooking, which I appreciated very much. We also had a shamba boy who used to come and do the washing and ironing and cleaning the house and looking after the garden as well. As I approached the end of my first trimester, the morning sickness died down, but then I noticed that I was spot bleeding. I went to my doctor for my first scan and I was told that there was no heartbeat. I rallied around my closest friends to stand with me in prayer. Ken was due back in three weeks, but he called me that afternoon and I told him what the doctor had said. He told me, Put your hand on your stomach, let's pray. I did, and we prayed a prayer of agreement. Ken's mom came home the following morning to check on me. I told her what the doctor had said. I could tell she was a bit concerned, but she tried to put on a brave face. I guess she didn't want to worry me. She said, let's pray. This was in our bedroom. She knelt beside the bed with me on the other end of the bed, and we prayed. I decided not to tell my mother at this time, because I didn't want to worry her. The following day, I had to go to the airport to clear and pick up the equipment that Ken had already sent. By the time we left the airport, I was bleeding heavily. I went straight to my doctor, who checked me. After that, he looked at me and said, Sarah, I'm very sorry, but you are miscarrying. I burst out and cried. I couldn't believe what I was hearing. The doctor held my hands. He said, let's pray. He prayed. After that, he told me, you need to go straight to Nsambia Hospital to be admitted. The doctor there... The doctor I'm talking about is Dr. Ian Clark, who was also a family friend. He knew that I had lost my job. He told me, don't worry about the hospital costs. He gave me a name of a doctor friend of his I was to ask for when I go to the hospital. He also handed me an envelope with money. At this time, I decided to go to my parents' house to pick up my mom so that she could go with me to the hospital. I needed my mom beside me you know she was a midwife and beside she always had a calming voice when i was unwell i needed to hear her voice only to get home and i was told that both my mom and dad were out of the country they had gone for a rotary conference in mombasa now i started panicking big time my cousin Sanya was there she got in the car with me and we drove to Zambia Hospital. When we arrived in Zambia Hospital, I told the driver, who was my mother-in-law's driver, to go back home and let her know that I had been admitted in Zambia Hospital. I was still believing and confessing that my baby will survive. You see, Ken and I had already named him Baby Hope. I was admitted in Zambia hospital and taken to the theater straight after that. And when I woke up, Ken's mom was beside my bed. She had such sympathy in her eyes. I just knew what had happened. I wept so bad. She held my hand and started patting it. I was discharged the following morning and my mother-in-law took me to her home. When I got out of the car to walk to the house, the grief hit me like a ton of bricks. I sobbed hysterically. I couldn't be consoled. And the enemy started bombarding my mind with so many whispers. What if that was the only egg you had left? You know, you are over 25 years. I did not sleep well that night. I was so grief stricken. Ken's mom would come to the guest room where I was staying and she would kneel down beside my bed every morning and every night. She would pray for me saying, Sarah, Mwe Abana Abarara Abanam Sanyusa, meaning that Lord God grant Sarah many more children that will bring so much joy and happiness to her life. Ken was due back the following day, but then he missed his flight. My husband Ken finally came home and we were reunited as a family. It was a great time. Loss is a difficult thing to go through, but God was right there with us and he took us through the pain and healed us of the pain. You know, one of the things that I have learned along the way that we pray to God, but He does not always answer according to the way we were expecting the answers to come. I'll never know why my baby did not survive, but God knows it all. There are so many things that I do not understand, but I still believe God and I still trust God. You see, God answered my mother-in-law's prayer because right now we have two adult children. And I believe whichever pain you are going through right now, God will give you double for your trouble. Be blessed.